It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. Tell me something good. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to yet another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders, so on and so forth, hardcover you know, paperback you know, audiobook you know, the man you know, we're to 81 already, 81, so we're into the wide receiver range of episodes, so last week I think we dubbed this the T.O. Yes. edition. Um, and for me it would be O.J. McDuffie. O.J. McDuffie, oh, Penn State. he's a friend, Yeah, he lived on my block in Weston. Kind of a lifetime dolphin. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a really good guy. Nitty Lion. Nitty Lion of the Nittany Penn State University. That's he played exactly with right. Kajana Carter, another yeah. good friend. Yeah, Kajana. We should actually have up and uh, and do the uh, the podcast because he's a great- Run into him all the time. Run into him at charity events and parties. All the, I don't know what he's doing other than going to charity events and parties. Oh, no. He has a, a very interesting company that sells- yeah. Cleaning, promotional, cl- promotional, promotional Oh, that's right. right. No, that's right. That's, that's, you know what? Now that you say it, I think I saw him last at like Irie Weekend- um, but he would pop up the same things I would be at, and eventually, you know, we just kind of chatted for a minute, and I say, "Yo, man, huge fan of your role in Jerry Maguire." And he goes, <laughs> and he goes "Really? He goes, really going to come with me at that?" And I said, I, "We were just talking about it on the on the air yesterday. Jerry Maguire is the perfect movie. It's a chick flick love story disguised as a football movie, but all your favorite broadcasters and players, lots of folks, are in, that in movie. the movie, yeah. right?" So and then the general manager of the Cardinals is played by Glenn Fry. May God rest God his soul. God rest his soul. Formerly of the uh, of the Eagles band, not right. the Philadelphia Eagles football team. So we're to eighty one, and you have a unique relationship with your guest today. Uh, set up who he is, introduce us to us, please, and then I'll share to the audience what you told me before the mics came. That That'd be great. That'd be great. So, uh, R.J. Martino's uh, visiting us today. R.J. and I have been, first of all, friends forever. Our families are friends. We have had some amazing times together. But he's one of those guys that is a salesman's salesman. Like, you just say, hey, I got this thing and I need to sell it. And winds you up and away he goes. So, he's been... Um, a friend, like I said, we've done business together. He's actually worked for and with on the ball for, for some bits of time. Mm-hmm. He now uh, has bitten, taken that entrepreneurial bite and has his own company, uh, Martino Marketing. But um, I can't say enough great accolades about the guy. And why I want him here is because I want everybody to know that being a, a career sales guy, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, um. Uh, RJ, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Thank you very Thanks, much. Steve, so, so we'll, we'll come on and get nice and close to the mic for All us. All right. So, uh, right when I sat down when I entered the studio today, Steve said, "This is the only salesman I know better than me." Uh, literally, he, he said. <laughs> so, so to hear him, I think say you that, bought it too. <laughs> well, I mean, you were buying. He just he doesn't say that. You're either buying he, or selling. He doesn't say that about <laughs> many people. So either to me it means one of two things: it means either he respects you tremendously, or he wants something from you. Or option C, where he respects you tremendously and he wants something from you. Right. I just but, don't know what it is yet. Right. But that, that's yeah. quite, you know. It's that, worth the wait. That, that's yeah. quite, <laughs> quite, quite a compliment, but also there's a little bit of a, a cross to bear. That's it's a little bit of pressure for today's podcast. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I own okay. up to yeah. why I think what I think. Why does Steve feel that you're the best salesman he ever knew? Wow. That's, that's pretty big. Not far from that's, the truth. Yeah, am I right? Well, I appreciate that. Um, I've spent a long time in minor league baseball. Um, I was also with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Actually, 
when the Tampa Bay Lightning was very bad. Mm-hmm. So we were, That's when we there. met. That was that team of guys that have all moved on to great things. And you know. Yeah. Yeah, then I w- came down here with the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. down in 2003, made the playoffs one time mm-hmm. in uh, 12 years that I was there. Mm-hmm. So it was a very exciting time. We had to get very creative. And what were you doing in sales with these NHL teams that are, let's be honest, these are not, you know, original eight towns. This isn't Boston, New York, Philadelphia, right. Chicago. You know, you're selling hockey in St. Petersburg, Tampa, Florida, and then in Sunrise, right. Florida. So, oh, so yeah. what were you doing? Well, we had to compete with Sunshine. We had to compete with the beaches. We had to compete with everything okay, going I'm saying, on. I'm saying you were selling what? A corporate partnership? Seats? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, we were selling luxury suites, premium seating, gotcha. heck, whatever anybody would buy. <laughs> and they would package it up, including bathroom urinals. <laughs> yeah, whatever it took. Okay. Continue. But it was a, it was a hybrid approach. We we would reach out to companies and, and really uh, do a needs analysis, old school style, and find out what they were interested in, what they were trying to accomplish, what their initiatives were, and then figure out what tools we had mm-hmm. that we were able to help them to accomplish those goals. What was great about... Uh, knowing them back in the day was that they made it not about hockey. They made it about all of the other things, why you want to be involved with a professional sports team, the camaraderie, the loyalty, the credibility. Um, they had unbelievable access at that point. You know, the guys created yeah, great access. Yeah. I did a ton of business in that building, you know, because they were willing to listen to what the client wanted. They really exactly. lit the lit the fire on that. So this was the forefront of not selling the game. It's all the ancillary that goes Experiences. with it. Experiences. Oh, yeah. It's the experiential. Experience. It's the networking introduction. It's the part of being a part of something larger than more than just, hey, some employees can go to a hockey game. Exactly. Or throwing a logo on a billboard. Right. Uh, you know, 100 tickets and a half page ad. That's, so, what's, that's what sports yeah. marketing used to be was a logo and some tickets and boom, you know, you got signage out on the, you know, and it was like, it's so much more than that. And people who are, you know, who leverage that investment today and do it really, really well have guys like you and that team of guys that were working there to thank because they would say, Hey, listen, we want to really understand what you want to do. And then we'll figure out what we have to help you do that, which is the key to all selling. So this was innovative at the time. At the time, yeah, and we had a we had a great team. We had a great team of guys and girls who really had a common goal of, of doing whatever we needed to do to achieve our goals. And, and did you sell, did you have to sell it that way because you had to sell we it had that to. way? Oh yeah. Okay, so Tuesday so, night against Ottawa, right? And you <laughs> tell me how to sell that so, one. So it's a, it's a case of you know you know invention is the mother of an, um, you know necessity is the mother of invention. Oh yeah. People were like, okay, we don't really know hockey, don't understand hockey, we don't have an emotional connection to. There better be something else that they're getting that gets them in the door to pay for the parking, to pay for a jersey, to experience it. So then they're actually into the overall experience and can be a repeat customer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he started the his career with minor league baseball. The great part, I never worked for a team in minor league baseball, but in some of the work that we did Lucky for you. clients. Well, you know what? The canvas was wide open. You could do anything, say anything. There were no rules those were really fun things oh, some to work of the, with. Listen, some of the most fascinating, creative, and actually buzzworthy marketing and events that happen happen, in a, happen currently in American minor league baseball yeah. with theme nights, with jerseys that they do. Hell, there was a minor league double-A ball team that was having coming to America night where they were serving fake food from the fake restaurant from the Eddie Murphy Arsenio <laughs> Hall movie. Right, right. And the uniforms were McDowell's. 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 Right. Some of the most creative, innovative events, because what they realize is 
We've got 19-year-old Dominican kids and 20-year-old Venezuelans. They don't speak English. Nobody knows them. We're in a small town here. Um, baseball, we can watch it on TV and comfortable. But it's not about that. It's the event. It's the experience. It's exactly. the, ooh, let's put on our Star Wars clothes, go to the ballpark, right. and then, you know, eat whatever the, the food is that they're doing for just this night. Dog nights. Because it's the right event. Now. It's the event, not the game. Exactly. And what it turns exactly. out to be a lot of times is what they did early on, either in minor league baseball or with Tampa Bay, and then, you know, even at the work that we did together at the Panthers, it was access. People don't understand that it's not necessarily what you buy, what you can buy. It's what you can't buy. Mm. Exactly. And that all starts with listening to people, which uh, take away all of the things that you've done in your career. You are a people person. I have never met anybody that doesn't love you. There's such a thing as a people person? <laughs> I would be that guy. There are people. There are people persons. Okay. But normally there's non-people persons but too, normally, right? Normally, the, well, yeah, I'm not a people person. Okay. But normally the, the people persons aren't exceptional in sales. Because they're more considerate and hate to ask for money and are more of givers and takers. So to be exceptional in sales, as Steve claims you are, and to be a people person, that's a rare combination. That's a rare combination that probably has to do with authenticity that we often speak of, where it's at the core of it, of any success. Totally. I don't know what you would say. Well, I I think that it's it's obviously being yourself, being kind. I think love has a lot to do with it, you know, of of giving love and listening to people with uh, what they what they want, what they need, what their goals are, like I said, doing that proper needs analysis. But I think having, uh, being a part of their team and knowing that we're, we're going to do this thing together, no matter if it, we may take it down a road, it doesn't work. We're going to switch it over and, and figure out what we need to do to make this thing be a well, positive you, relationship. Because you, you thought of it, just to use the, the key word there at the end, relationship. You thought right. of it as a partnership. A company that was going to buy a luxury suite, you knew, was doing so not just so that their people could watch freaking hockey, it was so they could get business done right. and they could connect and network and grow just as you were in it together. If a relationship isn't symbiotic, somebody's got to figure it out and get the hell out, right? So, you know, it's so great when I, when I think about this and we talked a little bit before we got on uh, to do the show. You know, there's old school way of being in sales. There's new school way, which is some new tools and stuff. But really fundamentally, when you become someone's guy, like, you know, in the day when, you know, I got a guy. Like I said a couple weeks ago. Right. It, I, I got a guy. That's all people want is to have a guy. And he cars and jewelry and flowers guy. and tickets. Who's your guy? Doesn't Everything. even matter. Doesn't right. even matter. Yep. And, and this, is, this is a lesson that's so great for people to learn. RJ wasn't the guy for Panther tickets. Mm-hmm. RJ was the guy that knew how to get it done. He was the one phone call that I would make. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm in Arizona. <laughs> I got to get something done. I know two people. I'll call you back. Boom. Yeah. We, so, like I said, we had a great team. Everybody worked together, which is obviously part of that. So, you know, everyone did their part to make sure that we had guys be able to be the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of support there. But, yeah, I think concierge uh, services of what you do as a salesperson, you want to be more than just sell what product or service that you have. So connecting, like what we did with Sales Fuel, we connected people with like-minded people in that in their targeted industries and that was above and beyond what they did with Correct. with what they're doing and, with the team. I think that, you know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast, they're of the millennial generation up to the age now of whatever it is, 36, I guess they fit. And they're in between the digital cyber disconnect and the personal attention that maybe your, uh, your dad, Stan, provided, you know, when he was selling <laughs> women's shoes right. back in the day. So they're in the midst of this. And I think the important part, it's not forget, is people always still want to have 
that guy, someone they know totally. is looking out for him, is heads up for him, that they have that relationship with beyond, he just wants my money. So what's interesting is that it comes down, and I, we did a post on this this week in social media, it comes down to pain and pleasure. If you remove someone's pain, you know, and, and they will think of you in a pleasurable way. Correct. And th- they want to do things with you, for you, around you. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that anybody can say is no, I, I, I don't do that. You know, and it's, you know, you were never that way. Yeah. You were a very resourceful guy. Find a way. Which is why I think you have the role you have now. And he alluded to a business that we had for a, a short period of time called Sales Fuel. And we would be the lead. People would say to me all the time, hey, listen, if I get in the room with the right person, I know I can nail it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get you in the room with the right person. And that we created a business strictly around not really selling the product, similar to what I do with ESPN, is just go out and introduce people mm-hmm. and put two people together. That's a real skill set that you know you have to be adept at listening, learning, making the right introduction, putting the right personalities together. But in the end, I think you said something you may not even know that you said is that you love it. You know that's what yep. you're driven by. Yep. And then Why the is money that? follows. Where does that come from? Well, I think I think the passion. You know, the passion, the love that you have for uh, helping yeah, but others. That, but that, that's people pleaser, though. Yeah, people but that's, pleaser. I mean, right. you're, yeah, yeah. you know, you're, you're a child. Oh, chi- he's that, too. You're, you're either a child of divorce or there's a big family that's very loving and very close. You know, there's like no in between. Or both. Or, or both. Yeah. Okay, so you're a child of divorce. Yeah. And then the family's very close and very connected. And everybody. Yeah. So, so that makes you growing up wanting to be someone to make their life better and their life better. You guys should know each other and you guys should be friends. There you go. That's the, psych- that's the psychology behind it. it. That's the psychology behind <laughs> it. You want to lay down? That's right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, where's the couch here? That's the psychology behind it. Yeah, you know, true. the TV show The Office, the Michael Scott character is a bumbling, stumbling idiot. But at his core, he's just someone who wants everyone to be his friend right. and wants to be friends with everyone. And ho- he just can't get out of his own way. But he is that people pleaser. Um, generally, they get taken advantage of in life. Well, well, so there's a big distinction between having lots of friends and then actually asking for the business. Right. You know, and that's what happens Correct. to a lot of salespeople. They get stuck at the door like, I really love the, the banter, mm-hmm. but I can't. Get past. Hence my earlier, you know, being a people person, yet being so successful as Steve says you are in sales, that's a unique combination. Very very different different. personality. I I think it's also, like we were talking about love and passion. I think you have to have love and passion for what you do to help, not only help others, but obviously your goal is to sell a product or service. So Mm -hmm. uh, being able to go in with the passion and knowledge of what you have to offer of your services and then being able to listen to them as far as what they want, need, what their initiatives are, what their challenges are. You know, a lot of people don't, salespeople don't ask, what, what are your biggest challenges? Simple, basic stuff. So once you know all those things, you knowing what you have to offer, you can put together so, a compelling program. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast in sales um, are attuned to giving that potential partner, customer, client, what it is that they want and not necessarily what it is that they need. How do you communicate that saying, Great I, 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 I get, I, get I, I understand it. That's a good, you know, but I think this is what you're consulting them, which, you exactly. know, and it isn't in your best interest. You're actually looking out for theirs. How do you communicate that directly? Just like you did. Um, I think, I think sometimes again, they want what they want, right? Regardless of what they need. Well, you, then you got to dig a little bit deeper to understand why do you want that? Right. Mm-hmm. Just ask more questions. I think is the, is the key to putting together a, a, a win-win situation. You put together a program that they want that doesn't, isn't what they need. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come back. 
So and, and you're probably not going to grow a long-term long-term relationship. Steve, you know, I often explain to the interns here at ESPN West Palm, I say, you notice that there's no Outback Steakhouse commercials on the vegan network on TV. <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Because you got to know who it is you're talking to, right. right, and what it is. So it comes down to narrow casting. But you're in a position, and you've been, because I obviously connected when I said that, where someone has said they wanted this, they wanted that, and you knew that wasn't what was best for them. So now you've got to communicate what it is they need without it making it seem like it's self-serving. Um, so a lot of it is just exposing new options. You know, I think, uh, you know, salespeople, unfortunately, sometimes take the quickest route. Oh, you know, here's, I can just lay up and here you go mm-hmm. and done and I got a sale. But they might have to work harder or deeper or be at risk of not getting the deal. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, people buy people. And if you've developed that trust, which is what's so significant you know, in all of this is that everybody I know that knows you, like they mention your name and it's like, okay, I trust him because he's done it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So to do it and do it often, you know, you can get lucky one time and hit a big deal, of course. but you know, sometimes you walk away from a deal and say, Hey, this is not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to walk cause I, I don't want to be part of this. Really? You build real respect with people. Yeah. You know what? I, I know this is something you want to do, but this is not going to work mm-hmm. based on what we know. And I don't want to be, you know, party to that. Right. That takes a lot of discipline. Well, when people know that you have their best interest first and foremost, that's viewed differently than yeah. someone trying to sell me. Because nobody wants to be sold. No. They want they want a heads up on something. They want a good referral on that, ooh, good call to someone's guy. So, so exactly. when you hear, like, that's it. you know, right and, and I'm thinking back to the times that we've worked together where sometimes it wasn't right with the Panthers and you would say, hey, you need to be talking to the Marlins or the, or, or the Dolphins, and he would actually make that connection. When you do that and you do that over and over, authentic. it always comes back. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, I, we don't really have the right solution for what you need, and I, I can't think of a specific one, but even if it was Homestead or whatever, you knew the landscape of what opportunities were available to people or concerts yeah. or whatever. You know, so it wasn't just, hey, I, I work for the Panthers and this is what I do. It wasn't defined by the Panthers. It was a part of what you did. Oh, exactly. Or, or, the, or the, you know, the... So how much... We all work together, too. How, how much of this comes down to you being a people person, uh, as we mentioned earlier, with the close family and the child divorce that wants to make others happy, and how much of this you realizing, hey, the path to success in this industry is recognizing their wants and needs and helping to serve that to their own growth? Some of this is just, I mean, some yeah. of this is your nature, your nurture before right. you even enter the workforce. A lot of it is. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Because you're a decent person, apparently. Yep. Apparently. So that carries some people. <laughs> so, right. Well, I mean, you associate with Steve, so I got to yeah. question it. Yeah, yeah. But if I, if I knew you another way, I'd be like, this guy's tremendous. But if you're a longtime friend of him, eh, it's a company we keep. You know what I'm saying? You're a little, you're a little scared. <laughs> this, oh, the, finally, thank you. I was afraid that was, afraid that was going over your head for He's me. He's the man. I was actually thinking, going over your head for I was thinking of where we could take that, but you, you want, rewind. You got a, rewind you got a, on that. You got a direction you want to go? Let's go Cut. direction. Where no, you go? No, it's so, so, uh, Steve mentioned earlier. Not only were you the uh, the best salesperson that he knew, but he also mentioned, "Hey, this is the only guy ever fired." Oh, me. you're going there. Yeah. Oh, you're wow. Going yeah. There. Wow. I knew that was going to happen. What, what happened here? What, what, what do you mean you fired him? What, well, we, you we got were, orders. You got orders from above. I did. Oh, so you just had to exit. You had to send the message. Yeah, he was executioner. He was yeah. I was the one that had to come in and grab his badge from the uh, <laughs> Florida Panthers at the BB&T Center. Well, one uh, of the few yeah. times it's ever happened tell, in my career. Right. I had to I tell him it's just not working out. I could see the look on his face, and it's interesting for people who listen to this. <laughs> you know, if you've ever had to fire somebody, mm-hmm. it's a really difficult 
thing to Unless do. Unless you don't like them. Then it's Even easy. if you do, it's just, you know, for me, anybody I've ever fired in my career, which I've had to, I always like, like I get that, you know, of course. nervous twitch and, you know, like you're really changing people's lives. Correct. I walk in and I looked down his face and I knew yeah. something was up and he yeah. goes, they, they want your badge, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you they, I blame them. Yeah. I say, blame them the I, entire time. You didn't say I want, you said they need. Well, one of the perks of being, so I was a consultant for the Panthers for many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helped us with sales training. Team. And you know what? Those guys are everywhere around the country now and still call and you know i got uh, greg lynch said something today yeah. he works with fa fa so what, what does that tell you what does that tell you um yeah listen the i bonded with the guys as somebody who was their peer mm-hmm. not laying some bullshit on them mm-hmm. i did i do this stuff and i tried to give them ways to get through it so when i when when the circumstances pointed back at me as that i needed to go it was just awkward because one of the perks of being working with the Panthers was you got a badge to the building. Well, when you can walk in, the, uh, you know, a, a stadium mm-hmm. at will, it was cool as yeah. hell. You know, yeah. I was bummed to lose my badge. Yeah. Right away, yeah. You know? Couldn't you show up when it's, concerts were happening, standing in the concourse? It's backstage pass. Right, I'm just walking in, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It really wasn't a backstage pass. It was pass, really though, cool when I was dating. You know, yeah. hey, come with me. Come on, we're gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Goodfellas? Steve did change change a lot of people's lives, though. We still talk, oh, yeah. like Dan Gwynn, a bunch of the guys that uh, we did training for, LinkedIn, and, and just phone calls, 50 cups of coffee, all the good things that you were doing at the time with, with these guys. It really changed their they lives. They took it yeah. and, and ran with it, which, you know, it's really, um, I had this conversation, and I'm really glad you said that because I had this conversation the other day. There's training and there's exposure. Mm-hmm. I expose many more people to different and new concepts about how to sell not very many want to be trained. They'll take it and go, wow, that was really cool. Why is that? They're setting their ways, creature of habit. People are either afraid of change, they're not willing to do the work. Change is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, human behavior. We resist it. We resist it. It's our natural, you know, if I throw this wad of paper at you, you're going to blink. Right. That's just, you know, that's just your reflex. That's your DNA telling you to protect your eyes. Our reflex is to resist change, do things the same way, have those creature of uh, habit behaviors that's what helps us survive so you're fighting all of that all of that now you've trained some salespeople in your career yeah you know when, when you were working at um you made a presentation there what are the things that you talk about that the audience might want to hear what are, sure. what are the important things to you well very important to me is, is coaching and like you talked about before being able to listen to people understand their their pains their needs the their wants people or okay, all, good. all the above good. yeah all good. the above um, I spent uh, some time with a company called Neptune Society, mm-hmm. and we did uh, pre-need cremation sales. That's ac- about as hard the as you're going to make. Yeah, I went from That's not sexy. Katy, Katy Perry's kind of sexy, right? Yeah. And then I went to pre-need cremation. So, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but, it was, but it was huge. It was in Concerts in the arena. You know, concerts in the arena, pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. Uh, the cremation services, not so not sexy. sexy. Peace of mind. We call it peace of mind. Because yeah. really, too, you know, I say it all the time, there's two things that we buy we hope to never have to use. And it's our funeral arrangements and our car insurance or our home insurance. Those are two things that you pay for you hope you never have to use, right? So selling something like that's a different set of challenges. It's a yeah. different skill set, I imagine, entirely. Oh, yeah. It was uh, kind of answer a uh, question here. Uh, we had 1099s throughout the country and uh, different ages from young to old. And uh, obviously being able to sell um, and, and find out the needs for somebody to t- have the conversation about just cremation. to be in the room. Right, just to be right. in the room. So Woo. our process was being able to make the call, 
go into their home and make a presentation. At and the and these are people that know that their time is quickly. Nah, not necessarily. necessarily. No, no. no. Okay. Um, could be 40, 50, group? 60, yeah, 70. Uh, I had um, veterans that were over 90 years old that just wanted to take care of their loved ones and relieve the burden and have that peace of mind. So okay. that's kind of what resonated with me with that position and being able to walk through the process. So answer your question, I think understanding um, your players, the way I look at it, where the coaches, uh, our players, we have to understand their needs, their wants, and listen to them, just like we would a sales deal. Right. We've got it's to understand exactly the same what thing. are your wants, where they do you want to be, customers. and then use those, those points that they give you, those clues that they leave you, to be able to motivate them throughout the course of the year. So I think, for me, the takeaway is, you could be really great at selling a sexy product, but strip away your product and see if you're as good doing it across multiple categories, which I think would make a great game show, by the way. I, I really Let me do. hear the premise. You know, the, the premise is, oh, wow, I'm great at selling tickets to the Rolling Stones. Okay, great. Wow, you're a great salesperson. Well, pull them out like he did and start selling funeral you know, arrangements. Yeah. You know, it's the same skill set. It really is. It's still listening. It's still relationship building. Still people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. It's just maybe not as fun. For sure. Nobody's taking pictures of, you know, like, you know. No one's hey, like, wow, look at me. No one's like, I can't wait to use my Neptune services. Correct. No. No. You know, I've learned that from some of the, the clients that I've coached. You know, we were working in the hearing aid business. Right. When we did stuff yeah. with Herex and Paige, who I've tried to get on, on this program. Uh, she... You know, we were selling a product that nobody wanted to wear. Oh, there isn't anybody who goes, hey, look at me. I got hearing aids on, right. you know. Yeah. And they're expensive as hell. They were $5,000 for wow. a pair. Wow. But, you know, what? it tests you. Right, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'll, that'll test your uh, your skills. So when you get, yeah, when you get around, uh-huh. you know, salespeople who get it, the conversations like what we had before are so real and so genuine. What are the challenges? They're all the same across every category. You know, how do you beat them? Mostly the same. And so you can plug different, you know, products and services in there. It's just if you can meet people on their level and connect, the world opens up. And that's what I think your best skill set is. You just have this warm teddy bear and you people who can't see it. He's a big dude. People you person. Know, people. <laughs> You're a people person. There you go. You are. And generally. I've had some of the best parties ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the parties. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Just talk about the part. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, sure? Tequila, I would think, would be <laughs> Steve's uh, drink of choice. Statue limitations on any of these parties? No, just, you know what? When when you go to, uh, and I hate to use this word, but it's appropriate, when you go to war with people and we work together in the trenches on a bunch of different products, we certainly did it together at the Panthers. We did it together at Sales Fuel, which was, you know, my company. Um, there's nothing more than celebrating. You know, and I tell this to sales, we got to celebrate the wins. They don't come that often. Mm-hmm. So you got to celebrate the wins. And this guy was a master at celebrating. You knew wins. how to celebrate the wins. <laughs> you have to. And there was a lot of wins, apparently, because it sounds like you did a lot of celebrating. It's just, uh, it's weird. So if I was putting together <laughs> I have a, a sales passion team, for celebrating wins. Yeah. <laughs> if I was putting together a sales team today, you'd be one of those guys. What, what do you think makes up a great salesperson? What, what are the skills you would look for well, if you were hiring somebody sure, tomorrow? Sure, sure. Well, I think passion, and, and I think that it's uh, dedication, hard work, uh, grind, you know, all, all the, the basics of what makes a good good player. You've got to put in the time. You've got to be prepared. You've got to know your product. You've got to know your services. You've got to know who you're targeting. 
uh, what they need. You've got you've just got to be knowledgeable and understand the the landscape of of what you're doing. And if there was one consistent theme you saw in salespeople that did not achieve, what would it be? I I know from my purview what I see, but I'm curious. What one thing that you see over and over? People, that, people, person. <laughs> no, no, the ones, that, the ones that don't succeed. <laughs> the ones I know that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not confirming what you said. Yeah, right. sarcastic. Yeah. No, no, because I know. I, I this is my takeaway is that you mentioned the grind. People think that there's a way to get away from the grind, and it's there's the no gr- shortcuts. To it's greatness. the grind yeah. that makes it great. You know, it's doing the work. Over and over and over again, there's nothing sexy about it. You know, it's we were sitting there and in the middle of, you know, we got done doing what we're doing and I spent the half hour prospecting and I think you saw that, you know, there's just no getting away from it. This is what great salespeople do and I think there's a misnomer that you can get to a place where there is no prospecting or there is no grind. No, it doesn't stop. I think that uh, tied into getting on the phone and the videos, I think that's a great concept, being able to send out videos now with uh, technology, but being involved with charities and being mm-hmm. able to give back in the community, like-minded people, um, everybody has their defenses down and you're able to help each other and, and uh, you know, common goals. I think those are the ways that you really network and, and drive business and help each other. Which the funny thing is none of that has changed in no. 40 years. Some call it old They're school. They're just new tools, right? right? So it is old school. It's old school methodology with new tools. And if you marry those two together, there are some incredible results that people can get. Yeah, and the tools should make it uh, more effective if you have those schools. More efficient, more efficient, more should, fun. Yes, um, I, I think it's fun. I mean, In lots I, of ways. Uh, all of the prospecting I did, I did with video, and you know, I, I think that makes it certainly more entertaining, if if you will. R.J. Martino, President and Founder, Martino Marketing Solutions. Congratulations. Thank you for being here. Appreciate Thank the you, time. Josh. And uh, when someone is spoken as highly of as you are, it means you're doing something right. For like the 74th time out of 81, let's reference Maya Angelou. People forget the things you say, the things you do. They never forget the way you make them feel. And this guy makes Thank people you, feel good. And, and I guess that's why it worked as well as it did. Steve, as we put a bow on this 8-1, why don't you tell us something good? Uh, as we like to do. What do you got for us? Well, aside from the fact that we're going to go celebrate. <laughs> right tequila. tequila. There, is a, there will oh, be a boy. tequila involved. You're more than welcome no. to join. Oh, no, but here's the really good thing. Uh, Friday, <laughs> um, Mark, my son, and I will be heading north to Gainesville. Game day is in Gainesville this weekend. Very nice. When they play Auburn. And so we will be. And what's your relation with that coaching staff? Go Gators. There's a, there's a very special human being yeah. who you will see on most of the shots when you see Dan Mullen yeah. <laughs> standing right next to him in a black yep. Gator shirt, and that would be Jake Noodleberg. That would be the son. That would be the son of. Yes. And uh, it's been a month since I've seen him, and, uh, you know, it's tough, and I'm excited to see him. I'll see my grandson. So we'll have uh, That's a good we'll have all the Noodlebergs together on the sideline. And Lucky to get to so do that. So if you're watching the game, look for us. But uh, what's good about it is go Gators. Go Gators. There it is. Thanks again, RJ. Pleasure, my man. Thank you, Josh. Steve, we'll try for 82. I th- I, we're getting closer. So who would be 82? Would that be like one of the Steeler Ooh, guys? There's a lot of... Is that Stallworth? Yeah, uh, oh, John Stallworth wore 82? Was that an 82? kind of feels about right. Yeah. kind of feels about... You know what? I just remember Super Bowl highlights of John Stallworth being... Slow motion. That slow motion. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. With that same image with the tip ball and the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Graceful. The Lin Swan. Yeah. Um, we're getting closer to 100. 
Hard yeah, to believe. 100's going to be great. You'll be part of the party. There's awesome. a big celebration. Tequila will be there, so you'll be there. It'll be funny at tequila. And, and in closing, I'm just going to say one thing, that I'm going to up my watch game and maybe wear a million-dollar watch the next there time. There you go. There you go. We need a watch sponsor. <laughs> watch sponsors. Steve's available. Hit him up on the link. <laughs> for Steve Norberg, Josh Cohen saying thank Kenny. you. For Thank listening, you, we will catch you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.